And I, I like didn't realize how much more slippery the rocks would get too because of people tracking mud over things because yeah. there's roots everywhere. But then there's other places where these, there's these huge rocks and slippery rocks and they just got worse as the race went on. And then there was this one section they had been doing, I, I don't know, I guess they call it trail work on that leads up to this very beautiful waterfalls. But all it did was turn it into this complete mud pit, like way above your shoes, mid, you know, mid calf, deep in mud. Um, and there's all these tourists trying to track up this area too, while you're trying to run down to the Pirates Cove aid station and run back up from it. Oh, man. Welcome to the Gotta Run Racing Podcast with your hosts, Norman and Jody. Discover the inspiring stories of the average and not so average runners. And they're off. Hello, people. Hello. <laughs> we are back with another Canadian Trail to Western States. Indeed. But, but first. But first. What's going to run? Oh, yeah. First. Hashtag but first. Hashtag but first. And I just found out this weekend that if you do the hashtags with your index finger and your middle finger, Mm -hmm. it indicates that you're old. Well, how old are you if you go pound and then a word? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I keep saying pound something. That'll really throw them off. Pound, but first. (laughs) (laughs) Who's on the podcast today? Oh, no. Let's talk about... What's coming up in... Uh, we're, we're stir crazy because the snow came back. <laughs> yeah, Winter is back in Ontario. With the vengeance. And we're not prepared yeah, for it. Yeah, we're not it. prepared. Okay. What's happening with Gata, in the world of Gotta Run Racing? Rainbow. Rainbow. Trail run. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're one of the first 50 people to sign up, you get an extra swag item. Cool. So we have two cool swag items this year. Not going to tell you what they are. You got to head on over to gotterunracing.com. <laughs> and I can't wait for the course because it's uh, a lot of twists and turns and you're not too sure where you are until you get back to where you started, <laughs> which is kind of cool. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Unless you're doing the 14 loop and then you're going to know exactly where you are like, by oh, like, loop yeah. six. By loop six, you'll go, okay, yeah, I think I know the gist of this. It's a really trail though i think so it's mostly double track and there's lots to see along the way yeah a lot of rivers a lot of roots a lot of Be- stuff there's that can beach. run in front of you <laughs> yes okay all right what's going on who's on the podcast today oh well, we have another uh western states qualifier chelsea topping got in with 32 tickets that's six years mm-hmm. well same well, as you i know what that all that's about yeah i can't wait to hear her journey I know she's done some uh, big races. Hmm. Some tough ones. Yeah, and then she was also on Team Canada for uh, an event, which can't wait to hear what she has to say about that. All right. So, no further ado, here is Chelsea Topping. Welcome, Chelsea Topping, to the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. <laughs> and congrats on getting into Western States. It was a long journey for you, I think, six years. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was a while. Just like yourself, but <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It took me six years to get in. So you have quite the journey, and we can't wait to hear all about it. It's fun, but I'm so excited to be in, and now, as long as I don't get injured, of course, racing it. <laughs> well, I think it. Uh, if we look on the calendar, it's exactly three months away. Three months from today, you'll be enjoying a beer at the finish line. 
Oh, even better. <laughs> <laughs> In a way, though, I'm sure that's scary to you both. <laughs> yes, probably. Yeah, the three months doesn't sound like a lot of time. No. I don't know about you. <laughs> it really doesn't. It I, really doesn't. I'm not ready yet. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have time to get there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's start mm-hmm. at the beginning, how it all, how you got into running, because we always like to know how you even started this, this running venture. Yeah, I was thinking about it because I listened to some of your other guys' podcasts and um, you know, trail running for me started when my dad's wife, so my mother-in-law got invited to be on a team at the Canadian death race, but she couldn't do it. And so she said, well, my daughter-in-law can, she lives in Calgary, you guys live in Calgary, why doesn't she do it with you? And so that's how I got into trail running. Um, and I thought, okay, well, I was training for a half marathon. So maybe I'd get the first leg, which is like the, one of the easiest legs in the death race. And said they put me on leg two, which was one of the harder ones. And so I was like, okay, this is the long, I've never gone this far. It was like, I think 25k or something, but it was like, I'd never gone this far before. And I was going to have to climb up these two mountains and use poles and do all this other stuff. And then her husband was uh, doing the full race. So it was kind of like an introduction into this. And I, I'll kind of say I fell into the wrong crowd, right? Like you started hanging around these people and seeing people do 100 mile races. And then all of a sudden you're, you sort of go down the slippery slope where you're actually doing the ultra, not just on the team anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so that's trail running. But what about running in general? How did that all start? Um, I sort of ran on and off maybe through university a little bit, like uh, here and there, not very much, never seriously. Uh, I worked at a running store when I was in medical school up in Edmonton, ran a bit then. But I think like, I kind of feel like it it was something I kind of grew up around. My dad did this, uh, what was called the interior road race series in BC. I don't, it might still be going on there. They had these 10K, 10 mile races throughout all these small towns in BC. So we'd get trucked along to them on the weekends and just laugh, right? With the other kids, they would leave you to play because it was safe, right? You just yeah. play together while your parents ran the race. <laughs> and so I was always sort of exposed to it, but didn't start doing them until I was more in my 20s in school. Yeah, and start running them. More, I imagine that would be, a, be did that as a stress reliever because I understand you're, you were in medical school. So you needed to do something to kind of break up all the studying <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it helped clear your mind it helped you know get get you focused on something else and then you were better you could concentrate better when you were doing your work yeah. right did you ever do any triathlons yeah actually when I was up in Edmonton I had joined the U of H tri club was was, was my first sort of more like structured training and working out and um uh, that's uh that as I did two half Ironmans back then mm-hmm. and then when I was a resident I did a full Ironman with a friend in Calgary oh which one uh, Ironman Canada the first year was in Whistler oh okay oh, wow. I'd love wow. to go back and do Penticton although I don't swim anymore and I don't bike anymore <laughs> <laughs> hey just turn it into an ultra and run the course <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> So back to trail running, then when was your first ultra at all? So that was in 2012. The year before that, in 2011, I guess it was, I'd come down to Lethbridge where I live now, and I was supposed to pace a friend 
uh, at the 100 miler, but he dropped out after two loops, which I mean, seems very civilized. He was, had already done 107 kilometers or something, didn't want to keep going. So he couldn't really be mad at him. Uh, and then some other friends had done the 100K. So then we decided next year we'd come back and we'd do the 100K. But of course, to do that, you should probably do some other races first. <laughs> <laughs> so my first race was the Blackfoot 50K up in Edmonton, Alberta. It was great. Oh. Super fun, looped course, like sort of old school ultra running community. It's just great. It's fantastic. Very cool. When did Western started coming on your radar? Because I I noticed you did some ticket races, but that was before six years ago. Yeah. So did you know you had yeah. tickets and how did that all happen? So it's interesting because I was thinking about this. I don't think I actually had tickets before six years ago because of the time cutoffs. So our race in Lethbridge has had the time cutoffs change throughout the years for what you needed to be a West to get into the Western States lottery. So the first time I did the hundred K down here, my finish time wouldn't have gotten me a ticket for the lottery. So it wasn't even on my radar. She used to have to run 16 hours on our course to get a ticket. And then they changed it to 21 hours um, later on. So it sort of didn't come on my radar until I started, I'd moved to Lethbridge and then I could sign up for the hundred mile here. Uh, and then I thought, wow, that'd be Western States. It's the coolest. Like you started <laughs> seeing videos and hearing about it. And so then I, as soon as I had a ticket that year from the Canadian death race, uh, I entered the lottery and did it every year, went after a qualifier every year. So death race was your first ticket. Yes. What yeah. year was that? 2015. Oh, 20, okay. 2015. Okay. So we, we have to backtrack yeah. a little bit because we, we, th- we thought it was lost soul. Cause we weren't too sure. Yeah. We weren't too sure. You had some races in yeah. there that could have been a ticket or not a ticket. Yeah. Yeah. So then death race in 2015, how did that go overall? Oh, good. It was my first sort of like long race. And, mm-hmm. um, I had, hired a local coach here, Dean Johnson, and he had coached me and trained me through the thing. So the, the plan was the death race and then lost a hundred miler that year. And my dad was there crewing me. Uh, this friend I used to run with in Calgary was there, her husband. So we had a great crew and we just kind of plogged along and got it done. <laughs> just That's kept fun. moving kind of thing. It was great. I mean, I didn't, I don't think I had a lot of time left. I can't even remember what time I finished in, but it was just kind of just keep moving forward. And you're probably wondering, like looking back to 2012, when you were convinced to do leg two and here you are back again, (laughs) you you can't even pick a leg. You got to do the whole thing. (laughs) Yep, exactly. (laughs) And that's why we've gone back. We've gone back. I was on the team with this gal who we went back to and we said, we go back one day and solo it. And solo very nice. Well, it's funny that you mentioned Dean because we're actually talking to him on Tuesday. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's been stuck with me ever since. I just keep paying him and he hasn't like gotten rid of me yet. So <laughs> I was wondering I if he's you, a great coach. <laughs> I was wondering if you if you have any interesting tidbits about him that he that we're gonna surprise him with when we chat with them. That how'd you get that information? I was wondering if you could share something about him that oh. he both, there's nothing. There's no way he would know that he, we would that know. we would know that he would know. <laughs> you have to think about it. Think so. about it. I'll have to know. think about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wanted to talk to somebody from Lost Soul because in our series of the journey to Western States, 
we have so many athletes from out West who've done lost soul. And we thought, you know, he'd be a really neat person to talk to from a race director's perspective as well. Mm -hmm. And then of course he's a coach. And then we, we kind of thought he was your coach, but we wanted to confirm it today. (laughs) So then we thought, Oh, let's get Chelsea to give us some inside dirt and just blow him away. (laughs) (laughs) Although maybe we should have asked him for the inside dirt on you. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I'm just curious. Uh, back on death race, how was Mount Hamill that year? Because sometimes you get snow, sometimes you get. Yeah, it was good. It was in really good shape. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we didn't have bad weather up there either. We were very lucky. Yeah. It was, it was a good year. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So that was your first ticket. So your second ticket would have been Lost Soul 2016. Yes. Yes. I did the 100K that year. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah changed the qualifying time then to 21 hours, but I really wanted to run around 16 hours. I can't remember what I ran. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. We'll refresh your memory. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Is, how close are you to Lost Soul? Oh, so I'm like, it's, I can run on the course within a kilometer. Oh, my wow. oh my God. Gosh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I, you guys should come. This the course is fantastic. The race atmosphere is awesome, and so you can see why I've done it so many times and moved to Lethbridge too. Yeah, very nice. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Wow. Let's talk Lost Soul. That that was your first race in Lost Soul 2016. How were you feeling going into this? Must have been pretty confident, knowing the course. Yeah. So I had actually done it in 2012. That was 100k I did. And it was funny because we spent like tons of time in every aid station. We changed our socks, our shoes. You should like see the pictures of all the stuff we had. Like we just, we, I think we walked maybe the whole second loop. Like <laughs> it was just a total different experience. And then in 2015, if I had it right, I did the hundred miler at Lossel. And so that was my first hundred miler, which I had set previously said I would never do, but that then then you know how it goes. And then 2016 <laughs> was the my second time doing the 100k, I believe. Yeah. Okay. And so it went well. I I mean, it was it was a good race. I went around a lot quicker than I thought I could. It was just fantastic. It was one of those days where everything just flowed. My dad was crewing me. It was just great. It was just smooth. Can you do Lost Soul with just a handheld? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. I do bottles because I like, I prefer a pack because I put tons of ice in my pack. Ice. It's usually oh. hot. So okay. I, I put ice in the back where the bladder, a bladder would be. Mm-hmm. I fill it full of ice. Oh, interesting. And then it keeps you really cool. And then I just use uh, soft glasses in the front, but the aid stations are super close together. The farthest you ever go between an aid station is 10 miles. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, right. you can do yeah. that. So lots of people do handhelds. Right. I'd be worried about chafing putting ice with the back yeah for handheld with the pack because it's running down your back I know I've been very lucky I don't seem to have problems with that okay um I don't know if it's just the shorts I wear or what but I've never had problems with ice in the pack and that's that was something Dean told me to do Uh ice in the pack of course you see all the the people wearing the bandanas that do that too all that sort of stuff cooling arm sleeves that's interesting strategy because you, you you start off heavy. That's about what an extra three or four pounds, and then you get lighter and lighter and lighter. And then yeah. you get heavy. And again. then you get heavy. <laughs> heavy again. Yeah. 
I don't think we were putting that much ice in the back of my S-Lab Solomon pack, but just enough to keep it cool. <laughs> and they can always reach back and grab something and throw it in your mouth. Yeah, exactly. And have <laughs> your own cool instead of using the communal, yeah, the communal ice, ice Yes, we also had our own, which was pretty nice. <laughs> Hopefully COVID has stopped those communal sponge bath buckets. Yeah. And- <laughs> yeah, I didn't see them at Lasso last year, so I think they're gone. Thank you. <laughs> so 2017, we're moving on to uh, ticket number three now. Well, yeah, ticket number three. That's uh, <laughs> me walk. You decided yep. to go this down south a little bit, uh, Frisco. Yeah, I, w- I was again. I just wanted an early season lawful qualifier, so me and my dad went down, and that was a particularly horrible race. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's such beautiful. I would love to go back again, but I definitely spent way too much time on the course and was very close to the course cut off. Mm. or the closest I'd ever been. I was, think I was just over 15 hours and we had 15 and a half hours. Wow. Um, Cause I had it band issues start around 50 K. So I was like, you know, one of the gal who like picked up a stick and just started walking with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I didn't have holes. So I just started like walking with this big stick I found. <laughs> Did you go in with IT problems or did they just no, present No, no, I didn't have any problems. No, yeah. Oh, I, I don't know that. where they popped up from or what happened, but around halfway I had pain and then it. I could run probably more to like 70 or 75K in and then there was a descent down into an eight, the final aid, like crude aid station and it just put me over the top. And, uh, but my dad didn't, He's a great crew. He's very like, he's good. He's just sort of serious and quiet. <laughs> he likes, he studies crewing off YouTube videos. And he's like very, very into it. So he like didn't entertain any of my, <laughs> picks me up and sent me out again. <laughs> Is he coming to Western? Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. Oh, Pretty good. Weird. Yeah. Uh, he must be as excited as you are. Yeah. I think so. I think he was just as excited as I was. <laughs> <laughs> Does Miwok have a lot of altitude? I'm not familiar with that race too much. Um, it's a fair bit of climbing. Yeah. I can't remember exactly how much, uh, but it's kind of constant up and down in the headlands. Very beautiful. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking of San Francisco where it's constantly up and down. So I guess it's kind of familiar as to lost soul just constantly up and down is yeah just longer climbs okay yeah, yeah. and not quite as steep they were more gradual which was nice yeah. and what the made you choose this race like... yeah Pardon? what made you choose this race oh that it was a western states qualifier and so to travel <laughs> yeah i know that <laughs> i was literally just going after qualifiers wanted to make sure i had one every year by that point in time i was totally obsessed <laughs> were you watching the lottery at this point or were you still kind of thinking uh, no if you're picking up what we're laying down listen up the trails at earl row provincial park in allison have been a well-kept secret until now we've crafted a scenic 12k loop for our rainbow trail run featuring mostly double track trail that will show off all of the best views this park has to offer Join us this August for one, two, four, eight, or 14 loops. We'll leave the math up to you. Registration is now open. 
For more info, go to gotterunracing.com. Anyways, back to the show. I definitely paid attention. I don't remember if it was on Facebook back then or not. Um, live. Right. And then I started going to it in person, I think in 2018. Oh, I think you did. Like, it was the first year we went in person. We went for, we went at least two years in person, me and my dad. Yeah. Oh, we wow. wanted the extra ticket, <laughs> extra chances. Yeah. You are and, determined. And to be fair, we were, had, um, would travel down to go to CIM together to run the marathon my dad liked that marathon and so then it's only it's the day before CIM and it's only like 45 minutes or 50 minutes or something away so we'd go up to Auburn the day before and watch the lottery and like you know gaze at all the cool runners you see on YouTube and stuff like that and cheer for all the people who get in and hope that you were the one who got in and yeah, Norm did Norm did California International Marathon. Yeah. yeah. What year was that? Do you remember? I think it was 2016. Oh, no. It was way before that. I don't remember. Yeah. But I was at the lottery in 2019. Were you there in 2019? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I got called. Oh, that's too funny. <laughs> I, was the, I got called. I was actually on stage. Oh, then I was definitely cheering for you. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my dad were cheering away for any because we're like, there's a Canadian in the audience. We thought it was so cool. I was like, I want to be that person one day. Well, the video of me getting called is on our channel, YouTube channel. So you can always watch it over we'll and over again. <laughs> we'll have to go look and see if we can spot them. Which side of the auditorium yeah. were you sitting on? <laughs> we, we were sitting on the side where um you'd go up onto the stage okay well i'm sure you're yes. in the video you because norm video oh, the whole thing yeah, yeah i was i was on the same side actually yes so <laughs> interesting yeah that's funny yeah that's too funny <laughs> <laughs> oh i can't wait to meet your dad he sounds awesome <laughs> yeah he i think he loves ultra running as much as i do even though he doesn't he doesn't run ultras. <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't run ultras. has he ever run an ultra eight more k come on <laughs> yeah i know i don't think so he had signed up for one or two at a point in time but then he's kind of gotten more into like uh just hiking now and okay. he's a, you know taking it a bit easier on his body <laughs> <laughs> i'll be there soon <laughs> So let's move on to 2018, which is re- was a pretty big year for you. I understand that mm-hmm. you actually had signed up for a different race before you did Lost Soul. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So I think 2018 started with, oh, no, Sonoma wasn't a qualifier, was it? I ran Sonoma in 2018, but it wasn't a qualifier. And then I had signed up for Fat Dog. Mm-hmm. But Fat Dog got canceled. We got there and I was like, not sure, you know, like the fires were bad. We weren't sure if they were going to call the race, what was going on. I wasn't even sure if I should race, you know, mm-hmm. like I was having these discussions with my dad. Is it even safe to be in the back country right now? Because it's pretty remote. Right. And then we're in the grocery store. We've got all our stuff in the cart. And then I get a text from my friend being like, the race is canceled. <laughs> and then we're going back around the grocery store everything back on the shelf oh wow oh no that is something oh man (laughs) and the training for fat dog must have been grueling yeah yeah and so then i had a good base which was awesome and i'd been to hard rock that year with a friend 
to pace him. And it was just like a great training year. And so then I said to Dean, I think I, I don't know, I was already signed up for the 100 mile, but so we just focused, shifted my focus of training to Lossal. And that proved to be pretty fruitful. Yeah, it was a, like an incredible race. It went so perfect. It was great. And my mom was there. My dad was there. I had friends pacing me. It was just like, they had me through those aid stations so fast. It was just, it was just, it was great. Yeah. Wow. So let's, let's tell everybody, not only did you, were you first place female, but you won the race outright. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty <laughs> incredible. I don't think me or Dean was expecting that at all. <laughs> He must have been so proud of you as being a race director and coaching you. And here you are just blowing it up. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. My pacer kept yelling at me and being like, you're under this record. You got to run faster. You got to run faster. (laughs) Fantastic. Since you mentioned pacers, is everyone fighting to be a pacer for you at Western? No, no, I didn't really, because I had two people who I was pretty sure would pay, come, would, would pace me again, who had paced me before. So my friend Marissa, who had paced me a lost soul, I knew she'd be there. She'd been saying she'd be there at Western State since I've been entering. And then um, our, my buddy Dylan, who paced me at Javelina, uh, was, was pretty stoked on coming too. So we were already <laughs> pretty lined up for who was going to pace even before I got in. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> At Lost Soul, do you know Sarah Seeds by chance? Because I think you guys raced each other a few times and she won one year and then you won one year. You do you know yeah, Sarah? Yeah, I like, don't even know her that well. I would like to know her because I've seen her out on the course, but then it seems like I've never gotten a chance to talk to her oh, uh, before after the races because you're so busy talking to it's like just this community that comes together, all these people from all over Alberta that you haven't seen in a while. So yeah, hope maybe this year, I'll, hopefully she'll be here and I'll get to chat with her. Well, yes, because we did chat with her and she already did Western State. She did Western States last year. So yeah, she decided. <laughs> yeah, to I was go. watching. She did well. Yeah, <laughs> she did. Yeah. She did. Yeah, there's so many Western athletes. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Well, you guys have the mountains. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll use that as our excuse. <laughs> Are you still doing planning to do fat dog? Is that still on your radar? Yeah, it's funny. It's kind of this thing that's always still on my radar and I'd love to do it, but it always kind of, it's been like this thing that I've just never gotten done. Cause then the next year I was entered, but I was sick a lot of June. Mm. And so then I pulled out and they rolled my entry over to the next year. And that would have been 2020. So mm. then it got canceled for COVID and then I was like, okay, but next year it'll go for sure. This is great. All my training is going to fat dog for 2021. And then I was just devastated when they canceled it again. But then this year with Western States, I just, I actually rolled my entry over again till next year. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh, so gosh. one of these years, I want to do that race so bad. <laughs> we heard that whoever we chatted to who did fat dog there's a lot of hallucination going on at fat dog <laughs> something going on in the trees so just forewarning heads up <laughs> heads up yeah one of the gals who used to live in Lethbridge had horrible hallucinations there and she even had to be picked up by the police oh wow did she like get off course so uh, yeah i think she got off course too yeah, yeah. oh that's scary yeah yeah wow. so 
so all along you've also been throwing in your name for hard rock no this year was the first year i had a qualifier um, so this was my first hard rock lottery i'd never had a qualifier before I, you know i always wanted i was like that was part of the reason of going to fat dog was to get a qualifier right. um, but then of course all of those things happened and uh with, you know the pandemic and races being canceled and so i went and did run rabbit run last year with the plan of a car drop qualifier right right we we're gonna get there for sure i jumped ahead because i was thinking that something in there was a hard rock qualifier, but <laughs> yeah, no, nothing. I was, was all, oh. <laughs> all of the Western States still for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so then back on the tickets, you did Lost Soul in 2018, and then you had to go back in 19 to defend. No, I didn't actually. I was very, um, this, uh, that was the year I had sort of my training was down. I wasn't, I was sick at June. I wasn't, I didn't have a good running year. So I just did, I did a hundred K. Yeah. yeah, the hundred K. Right. Yeah. right. So, yeah. But Not- then that got you ticket again to Western. Just yes. to play it safe. Play it safe. <laughs> yes, exactly. I would so, still wanted that ticket. <laughs> it's funny how a hundred K is a safe run. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Only an ultra runner. Our minds. Our minds. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, then let's let's talk about the next ticket, which is hurt. Mm-hmm. Heard 100 is. I just look at the videos and it is a lot of roots, a lot of climbing, a lot of heat, mud, and your and, and the training of hurt is through winter, mm. and you're, now you're going into this heat of Hawaii. How? Tell us about hurt. <laughs> Why did you pick this race? And give us your whole day of hurt. <laughs> So Hurt came onto my radar when I ran with a gal at Zane Gray. She was just telling me how great it was and she'd done it and she loved it. And we spent all these miles together at Zane Gray. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll just enter the Hurt Lottery. Why not? It sounds like such a fun race. Like, you know, there's a great community around it. It sounds like you can go to, excuse to go to Hawaii. Like, (laughs) why not? (laughs) So then I entered the lottery. And then got in the first time I entered the lottery. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> and I found out that I got in. I was in Fernie uh, running with friends. We were out for dinner. I wasn't paying any attention to the lottery. And Dean texts me and he's like, what have you done? <laughs> oh, did he know that you put your name in? I don't probably not. I don't tend to tell. I'm not very good at disclosing these things until oh, they dear. actually happen. <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> okay. And how many months ahead was the lottery? So how much time she did you was have? In August, I believe, or July. So you had a quite a bit of quite a bit of lead up, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, right. for the race in January. So did you have to pivot a little bit with your training? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my training probably was not like perfect as it is like probably from a lot of people coming from Canada, right? Like I tried. To run but it, there was snow and so I'd spend like hours and hours on the treadmill doing that you know climbing and I'd you know be on the stair stepper at the gym and then I'd go into the sun the steam room and so it was I think as good as it could have been probably coming from Kent and I thrown in a few road marathons so I was down at CIM that year I've done New York in 2019 as well too so very opposite of training <laughs> 
<laughs> well, your marathons were training runs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were truly just training runs for fun. <laughs> oh, man. So how did it feel at the start line? You're finally at the start line of Hurt. How did you feel going to start this race? Oh, nervous. Very nervous. Yeah. Because like we'd done the little, some, just a couple little runs on the course in the week, a uh, couple days leading up to it. And I was like, this is insane. <laughs> <laughs> like hogs back. We went up that. I was like, I had to go up this five times. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then you run down through these pipes and this mud. And we're like, I was just like, okay, like we might be right out on this course till the very last minute, but mm. we'll just keep going. Oh man. Right. And every yeah. time you go through that, it gets worse because people have trampled yeah. through it. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. a, oh man. I, I like didn't realize how much more slippery the rocks would get too because of people tracking model over things because yeah. there's roots everywhere. But then there's other places where these, there's these huge rocks and slippery rocks and they just got worse as the race went on. And then there was this one section they had been doing, I, I don't know, I guess they call it trail work on, not the race, but this, um, the state of Hawaii that leads up to this very beautiful waterfalls. But all it did was turn it into this complete mud pit, like way above your shoes, mid, you know, mid calf, deep in mud. Um, and there's all these tourists trying to track up this area too, while you're trying to run down to the Pirates Cove aid station and run back up from it. Oh, man. It was, it was very interesting but very fun such like the race organization and the aid stations and, and everything was amazing now my husband got to pace me for the last lap my dad crewed me and I had another friend who was supposed to pace me and then she sprained her ankle leading up to the race so oh. she just hobbled around and uh, crewed and volunteered as well wow but you did pretty good I think you were fifth female overall which yeah yeah Considering it's a 36 hour time limit, that speaks to how difficult it is because I think it took you 33 and change. So that just tells you yeah. how hard this race really is. How did it feel when the, does it start before sunrise or does it start later in the day? Yeah, it starts before sunrise. You start with a headlamp and you're pretty high up on the climb, which is beautiful when the sun comes up. Uh, right. So that was great. But then you, as a result, you finished quite a bit later. Still, you still finished like fairly late the next day. Right. Uh, so you, that fifth lap, you're hot again. Mm-hmm. Would you, were you ever <laughs> thinking, oh my God, I, I don't think I'm going to get this thing done. Would you ever self-doubting at all? Or did you feel strong the whole time? Oh, no, I didn't feel strong the whole time. I was <laughs> puke, puking and oh. nauseated oh. and... Telling my husband I wanted to take a nap and refusing to eat food. So yeah. this was the true test of your career so far as an ultra runner. You were really, your mind pushed, was pushed. You were really pushed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was, it was not an easy last lap at all. Wow. But, but it, you were tested and you, and you passed the test. So. Yeah, obviously. Yes. Yeah, that was true it was good I had a very good crew surrounding me and my husband pacing me and then I got to the finish line <laughs> that sort of becomes that sort of becomes the benchmark then where you when you're in a situation where it's difficult and you go well it's not as tough as it was it hurt so I can do it yeah exactly <laughs> yep. yeah yeah 
Wow. <laughs> Amazing. There is no way in hell I would ever do that race. I just look at the video. But, but hold on. It's, it's in Hawaii. No. Exactly. No. <laughs> Those roots look like they come out and eat you. They're just so intense. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, know how people like actually like like run over them. Some of the fast men were just like prancing over them. It was amazing. You're just like, this is crazy. It's so cool. Yeah. yeah. Good for you. <laughs> Would you ever go back? Uh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. I feel like I left some things unfinished business on that course. <laughs> what could be unfinished? <laughs> you finished. Yeah. Just all the puking and the, um, the slow times. I feel like I could go a lot back. You could you could do better. You could do better. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. I understand. You can do better. Oh boy. Well, big congrats on that. That got you their fifth ticket or I think her sixth yeah. fifth ticket. Six or fifth. Yeah, that was my plan was to use it for a lottery that would have been in 2020 that they didn't have. Right. Right. Which so then I ended up using it in the this lottery to get him. Right. Got right. It. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Let's... COVID just kind of threw everything yeah, off. It's we're... hard to do math. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just doesn't make sense. So during 2020, you, you participated in a pretty neat event. <laughs> big dogs, big dog ultra with, uh, with Laz. How did you, yeah, how did all that happen? Fun. How does that all that happen? I didn't, I was really late and, um, to the team. So I'm not really sure how they decided who was on the team or who like, but they were having, it was a sort of semi-virtual because of COVID. So they had a team in each country of 15 runners and then a little staging area and race for each country. And so I got asked to be on the team, but I think we were like three or four, three and a half weeks out from the race or something like that. Whoa. Um, but I'd been running a ton and it was COVID, right? I just, I have time to run. You couldn't do anything. I didn't have to travel to conferences anymore everything things were just kind of different and so um I was I was actually super excited when they asked me and I so I had to switch a few things around to work and get colleagues to cover a few things but I had tickets booked and my friend and my dad lined up to come right away <laughs> but okay first of all who asked you to be on this team uh Ryan Kershaw He's he, organizing the Canadian version. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And how many Canadians were on this team? 15. How was it such a big team? Usually when you send someone to a race, you send two or three, but 15 Canadians. Like, I'm just curious about how's all that happened? Like why 15? Yeah. I don't know why they, why they picked 15 as a number, but that's what Laz said and whoever else was organizing the race had decided to do was have 15 runners in each country so that you were having a race within your own country and then he then you're also racing virtually against all the other countries so right. you had to race there had to it was still a traditional backyard format where there had to be always two runners left in the race until right and then after that your race was over in your country but you were racing to for your, each country to get as many laps as they could cumulative too so you're also trying to support all your team members from mm. your country to keep going to get more laps for Canada Right. Uh, but you were then also trying to race, I guess, to be the last one standing also. And how did it go yeah. for you? 
Hey guys, if you like what you're hearing so far, then check this out. New for 2022, the Lost Treasure Trail Race. Calling all trail runners to our brand new event, coming to Mansfield, Ontario this May 14th. The Lost Treasure Trail Race features both the 5 and 10K on the beautiful trails at the Mansfield Outdoor Center. As the story goes, the American outlaw Jesse James buried a barrel full of gold coins stolen from a train on his relative's property somewhere in the hills of Malmer. You'll earn your very own coin medal when you cross the finish line. Registration is now open. For more info, go to gotterunracing.com. Now back to Jody and Norm. It went well. I got 40 laps. Um, I made some mistakes towards the end that sort of all accumulated and just falling apart all of a sudden. <laughs> and there's definitely things I would do differently, but there was also a lot we did, I think, that went well. And 40, 40 laps was pretty good. But you, you did not even know where this would take place. Or did they when I they when I signed up for the race or when I like I was invited, they told me the city location. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they told us it was going to be in Kelowna, but they didn't want to tell anyone else it was going to be in Kelowna because they didn't want anyone else to show up. So Mm -hmm. until like people like data started going to Strava or whatever, that that no one knew the location besides the runners and the few like race director people. And it's it's about a six kilometer loop. Is that yeah, it's only 6.7 kilometers. Okay. Okay. All right. Interesting. And did you know any of the other teammates? Did you know who was going to be there? Or Yeah, I didn't know many of them. I know Dave Proctor because, of course, he's uh, from Calgary and uh, runs like Lossal a whole bunch of times and has, of course, record here and things like that. So um, I knew him, but that I think that was the only person I knew. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And wasn't it at a female that? Was the last yeah Stephanie Simpson yeah right yeah. right she's so much fun we run ran a lot of laps together she was a hoot <laughs> <laughs> super strong runner from Montreal yeah. right yeah okay do you like that whole thing about this type of race format or would you prefer out and back or would you prefer uh, loops loops or what 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 do you style do you like the best oh I love the big like hundred miler mountain race is probably the best yeah. yeah 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 they're probably my favorite but this was so like it was COVID times I was so excited just to race and run with people and an event and it was super fun and if I wasn't so destroyed from it afterwards and injured I would do it again <laughs> <laughs> so if you did 40 laps that's 40 hours so that's the longest you've been on feet in a in a race i guess yes because yeah, exactly. 33 yeah. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. interesting i i'm not fast enough to be able to do that style of uh, a run but i imagine it really messes with your your planning because you think oh i'm gonna do this while i while i'm waiting for the next loop to start and then maybe you didn't have the time or you forgot or you wanted to eat this or you wanted to put this gear on and but I imagine some loops felt like they took a lot longer than others, even if it was only a matter of minutes, obviously. So it's an interesting mental, especially in the, in the later stages, I imagine, just to get through those loops. So what was your, was your loop consistency fairly good throughout or did you start to get a little bit too close to the, the bell? 
Yeah, no, it was pretty good throughout because what Dean had me do was set like an average pace on my watch. So I knew what average pace was to get back for the loop for around 50 minutes. And that was kind of our goal, right? Mm -hmm. We didn't want me sitting around for too long. (laughs) And as opposed to just moving slowly on the course, right? right? So then we looked at average pace. And then I would pick spots where I wanted to walk. And I had listened to a lot of like podcasts with like Maggie Guterall and all these people had done bigs and done really well. Um, And so then what also something I think was that Maggie had said was, you know, that she'd often walk coming into the aid station, right? Because then your heart rate would come down, Mm. you'd be ready for sleep. So she'd really use that end time to walk and eat. So that's what I would do. I walk, I would eat. So then when I was when I got into our tent, then I could either sleep or rest or that whatever I needed to do. And then my dad and my friend Marissa who were crewing me did everything else. I didn't have to, like, they were so on top of everything, right? (laughs) If I needed to get changed, it was, you're going to put these clothes on now. If I needed to eat something, it was going to be, you need to eat this food before you go out. Do not come back with it. (laughs) (laughs) Would you ever do any other of Laz's race, like Barkley? Oh, well, if someone could tell me how to get in and apply, (laughs) sure. I don't think I have the credentials to even apply or for someone to tell me how to get in. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. No, we used some pretty cool races though. Yeah. Right? Um, Run yeah. across Tennessee or. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah, something. Vol that- State. The Vol State, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to do that. That'd be super cool. But my husband doesn't think it's a good idea to run alone across, you know, Tennessee by yourself and <laughs> sleep on benches. Yeah, I have to convince him of that. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to 2021 you did a couple another couple of big races run rabbit run and javelina that's quite the difference of two different races like one's mountain one's desert what, what was going on there mentally <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i signed up for run rabbit well actually i'd originally signed up for grindstone and that's what i was training for but then i got a spot in run rabbit and I was kind of paranoid, right? I hadn't traveled much during COVID, you know, flying, everything. I was like, I was going to have to take a connecting flight to get to uh, to Grindstone and the race logistics and everything like that were just making me like, so when I got into Run Rabbit, um, I switched my flights and just went, because then I could go direct flight to Denver. It just seemed safer, right? Like, it yeah. was just... I was very, I was still nervous, right? Like, even though I was fully vaccinated, uh, you know, working in healthcare, I was like, I just don't want to get COVID. I don't want to get sick when I'm away. Like, I really need to be able to come back to work. So I wanted to minimize risk as much as possible. Uh, so, and I want, but I wanted a hard rock qualifier. <laughs> so the goal was run rabbit for sure. It was the goal of the hard rock qualifier. And so that's what I went there for. Yeah. And you did pretty well. You finished third. Yeah, it was, again, I, I obviously have some issues I need to sort out, but uh, I spent a lot of the later part of the race throwing up and sitting in aid stations. Oh. So <laughs> I, it was still a very good race, but um, I got to know some of the aid station people in the, <laughs> the race. A little more than you, you wanted to originally. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I never had that problem personally of throwing up and then trying to run after throwing up. Mm. I guess if 
as a man, if I throw up, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I, <laughs> but women are so strong. Yes. They can just keep going. Like <laughs> Yeah, well, I had, I did have to sit down and try to get some calories in. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Now we're going to have Alina, and you got intense heat throughout the day. That must yeah. have messed up your nutrition. Yeah. So I, I mean, I don't really know why I signed up for Havelina, except for that I saw that other people were, and I was like, well, I, you know, I felt really good after Run Rabbit because I'd spent this all this time in the aid station. I didn't feel like my legs were trashed or anything like that so I was like I have all this fitness let's just do another race like it sounds fun again Phoenix direct flight it just sounds like this cool race I've always wanted to do it you know it's this party it's on Halloween it's it just sounded like a blast right so I was like yeah why not it's the year I'll just put my name in see if I get off the wait list you know Dean's down there my coach at that time of year like this it'll just be a good time and so then I got off the wait list and I was like, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> it was still such a good race. I mean, I'd only uh, fell apart with like, I think less than 10 miles left or something. So it was, it was great. And I'd never run that fast before. So it was fun. It was really fun. I think it was the fastest I've gone through 50 K a hundred K and then of course hundred miles. Yeah. yeah. Did you find it hard though, because you weren't, climbing so taking like a rest break by hiking mountains did you find that difficult yeah yeah my legs were so trashed after that race I've never (laughs) been so sore because it's so much running right like you don't as you said you're not walking or hiking very much you're running the whole time yeah it felt like so it was very different yeah Yeah. anything I'd done before (laughs) so now you have six tickets you're you're kind of now watching the lottery are you going this is the year this is the year if i get it like i'll get in one of these years if it's not this year it'll probably be next year and i didn't i was I didn't put too much pressure on myself my original plan before i did javelina was to go again go to cim and go to the lottery right because but then i ran javelina and i was so destroyed i was like I kept telling myself while I was running the race, I was like, there's no way you can drop out of the marathon and cancel your flights as soon as you get off the course. You're already saying that during the race. Oh, man. <laughs> but um, I was obviously very excited still for the Western States lottery. So uh, our plan was that I was going to watch it live with my friend, Marissa, who's going to be pacing me at her house. And uh, I were, she'd moved to Ontario. So I was out visiting her. We were going to, put it on the, you know, the big screen TV and watch it, things like this, but we're going to go for a run first. So we went for a run, but I had the times messed up. Oh no. I, I don't know how I did that. But anyways, I was off by an hour. So we get back from our run and I got these text messages from the friends in Lethbridge being like, congratulations. And I was like, what? Oh, no. Wow. Oh no. Did you have to rewind? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was, yeah, I was yelling at my husband, you need to rewind. You need to find me this clip. You need to prove to me that I got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. That's yeah. funny because you always go yeah. down to see it live. And then the one time you get in, yeah, you, you weren't even paying attention. <laughs> I know. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I just felt so silly. <laughs> well, then you must have, so but you felt 
excited, obviously. Oh, I was beyond excited. Yeah. 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 I'm sure you were too when you got in. Like, I, I mean, you were there in person, which is so cool. But yeah, yeah. I was so excited. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So you're you're doing a warm up race by the looks of your ultra sign up? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to canyons because I, I felt like this is the one chance I've got in. Let's go all in. I've been to Western States and done the training camp before. Um, and I'll back again this year too. I went just for fun for training when your dean suggested it. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be in the race to do the training camp. So why not just go run on the trails? And it was awesome. It was so yeah. much fun. <laughs> and so I'll go to canyons and then I'll go to training camp as well. Are you staying down there? Because they're pretty close together, are they not? Or are they a month? No, they're about a month apart. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I was yeah, yeah. thinking it was the beginning. Yeah, no, I'll just be in and out for both of them. Okay. All right. Are you well, going not- to do either of them? I'm going to be at the camp. Oh, nice. Excellent. But we'll I did run together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I did pace a friend in 2016, I think. And I, so I do know the back half of the course, but I don't know the Canyon. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which is the hardest part of the race. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm good. Glad I'm going back to see that again. Cause I was shocked. <laughs> okay. The first well, time I was there, I was like, oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that, the climbing. Yeah. Interesting. That's awesome. Well, this has been great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to meet your dad. So <laughs> yeah, that'd be super fun to have that. Cause we're going to, I mean, you, I don't know if it's the same for you guys, but like I have a few people coming. <laughs> Right? Like my dad, my husband, my friend, Bernie, they're all crewing and then two pacers. So I feel really like lucky to have all the support. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be fun because I mean, I think the crews are going to have even more fun because they get to hang out and see each other yeah. at Robinson and Forest Hill and Michigan and all of like, it's going to be awesome. This is <laughs> the year where it's going to be the most Canadian contingency because of the two year deferral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the biggest Canadian contingency at Western States. Exactly. So it's exactly. going to be big. Yeah. And from, from a, a crew perspective of, of being Norm's crew at some races and being there completely by myself and having to figure out how to get <laughs> from one place to the other, I am pumped. Yeah. <laughs> Just follow everyone else. Before we let you go, we have a couple of rapid fire questions for you just for fun, if you don't mind. Sounds good. (laughs) All right. We touched on this briefly, but just to get the final answer, beer or wine? Oh, I got it. I mean, I do like wine, but definitely beer. Definitely beer. Okay. Do you have any tattoos? No, no. Would you ever get one? I've always thought about it, but then I feel like very non-committal. <laughs> I was like, would I want this in 20 years? I'm not sure. <laughs> That's the question that most people should ask themselves before they get a tattoo, but unfortunately they don't. Yeah. We don't have any yet either, but we're contemplating. Um, what's the last concert you went to? Oh, um, probably my husband's jazz band that plays locally. Oh, yeah. fun. Cool. What is your favorite smell? Mm, the forest pine mm. trees especially like in a hundred mile race when you're it's the morning air mm. right like you've been up all night and it's just that cold crisp like 5 a.m yeah are you superstitious no not really no what's your go-to snack at an aid station oh chips 
<laughs> we hear that a lot. For sure. Yeah. As long as it's not a communal chip bowl, we're good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, now thinking back on it, like I have pictures for me, like taking huge handfuls of chips out of chip bowls at Lake Sonoma and just like eating them. Like that's what I did all of Lake Sonoma. Like how gross was that? With someone else's lube chip hands were in it before yeah, you. Exactly. <laughs> Disgusting. Wouldn't you love to know the stats on how many people got sick after an ultra back then? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite type of vacation? Running. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> and if you could travel back in time, what period would you go to and why? Oh, that's a hard one. Mm. Mm. Maybe just back, like even to the probably back into the nineties when I was in high school and take more advantage of where I lived and the time in the mountains. Like my dad was a park warden and, you know, I mean, all we still did stuff, but I I think I could, I could have done so much more and been outdoors more and not, you know, a teenager. And it would have been great. If if all we could go back to those years, what would we change? (laughs) So many things. (laughs) so many things <laughs> well thank, thank you, you so, so much. much this was thanks great. for having me that was super fun i am looking forward to meeting you guys in person and I'll see you at state's training camp thank you and good luck at canyons we'll be watching you oh thanks <laughs> it'll be fun <laughs> for sure okay all thanks. right then thanks, thanks for Chelsea. coming cheers thanks take care bye bye, bye. well there you have it Chelsea Topping, quite the journey. Yeah, she's, uh, she's got some impressive achievements, mm-hmm. and uh, she's not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> she needs to work on her nutrition, I think, because she's throwing up on these long, hot races. But hey, in Western States, is <laughs> going to be long and hot. But uh, she'll get it done. She'll yeah. get it done. Absolutely. Yeah. Can't wait to meet her and her dad and her coach. <laughs> <laughs> All that good stuff coming up on uh, Western States. Wow. Time's cool. ticking. Yeah. Three months to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we'll all be there and hope you are there too. If you uh, like what you hear, give us a like. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time. Cheers. Ooh, that was quite the marathon. Thanks for listening to the Gotta Run Racing Podcast with your hosts, Norman and Jody. Please visit us at gotarunracing.com for more information on our events or simply drop us an email at gotarunracing at gmail.com. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel to stream the video version of this episode. Oh, and if you like my voice, check me out at tylerherchuk.ca. T-Y-L-E-R-H-Y-R-C-H-U-K. Gotta run.